0: welcome in to dmvr buffs after dark i'm henry chisholm we've got superstar dev back again how are you feeling how are you feeling dev
1: better than the cu players i'm guessing um not a good game not a fun game um depressing day uh to be uh, part of that cu family um just not mm-hmm. not bright times right now
0: nope uh basically like the same thing that keeps happening happened again like that's that's what happened today what they played seven games now they've lost four of them by at least 22 points one of them was against an fcs team that was a win Arizona's the worst potentially the worst fbs team that exists right now um and they were close with texas a&m like this is uh it's brutal i think that the fact that it happened to cal or against cal too just means that you know, Colorado really is at the bottom of this conference. It's Arizona maybe in its own tier still. And if that's the case, then maybe Colorado in its own tier right above it. But these Buffaloes, at this point, it's time just to say they're they're not good.
1: How do you feel um, happy or confident about the team? Like you go out and mm-hmm. blow Arizona out, but who doesn't? Um, and then after that, really it's just you. Because Cal, um, while I you know, expected them to win the game or at least make it close, mm-hmm. I did expect Colorado to compete And to find some type of success, maybe on the defensive end or maybe like through the air or just trying to write that momentum off of coming off of a a win like that. So for them to go out there and like really just lay a dud like there's that that's just there's not a lot of positive things to look forward to.
0: Exactly. And the the issue is it has been the case. What four of the last five games now, there just aren't a lot of positives. Um, you know, you could potentially look at like the second half for the defense. Say so, like, okay, you held them to what three points? That's a that's a solid half of defense. Yeah, sure. That's nice. But outside of that, I mean the first half they gave up twenty three, and this is a bad football team. There were there were plenty of flaws, blown coverages, um, lack of a pass rush, the run game was was getting going specifically with that quarterback. Um there's just not much to be excited about. Brendan Rice had that kick return.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is the bright spot. That has to be something that you're excited about, Um, especially in a game of so many lows, like to not have many um, Mm -hmm. highlight plays and for that to be the one that stands out. I mean, it is a bright spot, especially with us seeing him um, start to, you know, try to come into his own. It's really tough to get yourself going as a receiver and the the quarterback really can't get you the ball. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that just has to be a, a tough spot to be in. But for you to try to get it in different ways, like that has to be a, a bright spot for them, for sure.
0: For sure. Um, let's let's jump into uh, the first game we're playing today. We're, we're playing the pain game. And the way that the pain game works is we're going to talk about different things that happened in this game. And um, specifically, we're going to rate on a 1 to 10 scale how painful those things are. We're going to start with this. Uh, Colorado runs the ball 28 times, picks up 35 yards. One to 10 on the pain scale. How does that, how does that one feel?
1: An absolute 10. Yep. If you can't get your running game going or like the best part of your team, like that was what, you know, you hung your head on heading into the season was for Colorado to be a team that has the best running back in the Pac 12, um, you know, as a player of the year, very good backups that are trying to get themselves back going. Mm -hmm. And for you to not be able to run the ball at all against a team that's not, you know, really a, that's not a team that's supposed to stop people like you know on the ground or through the air but if you can't get it going on the ground you, you damn sure can't do play action you can't get yourself going in other ways mm-hmm. um, and for you to have so many carries with no type of um no type of success or anything going for you like there's no momentum that you could have got throughout the game and it just puts your defense in a very tough spot
0: yeah i'm with you that is uh i mean it's just terrible. This is what it is. Um, and even looking through, you know, sometimes the college rushing stats get skewed because sacks are counted in there, but let's just ignore Brendan Lewis and all of the sacks that he took. And most of them, again, not his fault. The offensive line was, was, it was bad. Um, Jarek Broussard, 11 carries, you know, I think it was that first drive. He had that 14 yarder. You're like, okay, let's see. He has a little spin move at the end Mm. and get past the last tackler. Um, Again, that's fourteen yards there. He finished the day with eleven carries for twenty-eight yards. Yikes! Two and a half <laughs> yards per carry. Deion Smith has uh, three for nine. That's three yards per carry. Uh, seven yards on five carries for Alex Fontenot. One point four. So this isn't just like the sacks that are making this this number a, as rough as it is. I mean, those are those are some really disappointing numbers across the board. And again, I put most of the blame on the offensive line.
1: You have to put it on the offensive line. You have multiple talented running backs. Um, trying their best to get open, trying their best to try to hit the holes, and there's not many holes for them, mm-hmm. so they're just out there running. It also puts your quarterback in a very tough spot where um, there was times that the the line was was getting blown up, where the running backs were getting tackled at the handoff, mm-hmm. like at the point of attack where you, you're trying to make a move. Um, so for especially for Bassard to to come out and he has the 14 yards in one you know one play, and then finishes with 28 yards. That game is actually, like, atrocious. That's a, like, mm-hmm. atrocious running game, and no one else can get it going. And then Alex Fontenot, like, there's just, it just doesn't seem to be a spot for him right now. Like, for him to not get the ball at all. But then when you finally do get your opportunity, five carries for seven yards is just not cutting it. And I know that we're, we're already talking mm-hmm. about how it's, it's tough on the line, but you got to play with some type of energy or just try to get yourself going in some type of way, and we're just not seeing it. Um, so the running game just having no type of anything, it makes it very very tough. You're not going to beat anybody but Arizona with that type of thing, stuff. It's
0: true. Twelve tackles for loss for Arizona. It's just crazy. Six of them were sacks. But but I mean, how how many plays did the Buffs even run? Uh, let's see. Forty six plays. Twelve tackles for loss. More than twenty five percent of the time they're going backwards.
1: <laughs> there's just there's <laughs> nothing you can do.
0: No there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do and and you know in the passing game well let's throw this out there um brendan lewis and drew carter combined because drew carter had zero uh brendan lewis 69 passing yards pain scale well
1: what are we calling that i mean as nice as that is (laughs) i was it's got to be a 10 Uh, also that's a 10 the offense was atrocious the line was atrocious Uh, Brennan Lewis holding the ball, uh, for as long as he did atrocious receivers, not, you know, wiggling themselves free, um, atrocious, like it's, it's all around. It's not just only on one guy. There was just so many things that went wrong. Um, and for your quarterback to not be able to run the ball for your quarterback, to not be able to throw the ball for your running backs, not to be able to do anything like it it has to be just a, a, a frustrating, like, spot to be in as a starting quarterback. And you probably question yourself a lot of the times where mm-hmm. um, every every week, it seems like it's all on you. And that has to – especially for a young yeah. quarterback, for you to, like, say, like, this is my team, you know, this is where I hang my hat, um, you know, I'm a D1 quarterback, starting quarterback in the Pac-12, and for you to be the worst out of every single one of them, that can't be a, a, a good spot to be in. So – there has to be some type of changes like in looking within and that, that goes for everybody. It's not just on one person, but absolutely. You definitely want to make your quarterback comfortable.
0: Absolutely. We'll, we'll talk later about who's to blame, but just to kind of spoil that entire thing offensive line was just so bad they're getting beaten every way and i i i tweeted like two drives in like okay this offensive line's building a nice pocket today this is exciting and and there were a couple times where i was like brendan probably could have stepped up into the pocket a little bit better there were a couple times he did and it worked well but after like that second drive of the game third drive maybe there there were just so 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 many problems and just looking through his passing stats you know nine of 17 for 69 yards with an interception, that's not good. But you look through and like the the bus receivers, leading receiver. First of all, there were there were three of them that had a catch, all of them with one catch total. Um, Montana Monius Craig had five yards on his. Brendan Rice had six yards on on his. Daniel Arias had eight on his. Just brutal looking through these numbers. So uh, we'll we'll keep going with this game, but we'll stop with all the numbers. Um, let's let's jump back to the start of this game. You know, Colorado gets a little bit going. They pick up a first down. They're getting close to midfield. Got fourth and one. The Buffs punt. When the Buffs punt the ball right there, where where are you at? One to ten.
1: So we talked about it, uh, like, while it was happening. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, I'll go for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just think that it's tough uh, when you have a team that hasn't really got anything going for themselves um, to put themselves in a the spot at midfield that if they don't get it, all of the momentum is gone. Um but on that same, you know, in that same token, if you go and get that, you're like, you set the tone for the team. Like, hey, I believe you and you guys, you guys got it. Um, like, let's let's get to rocking, let's get to going. So that, like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a really difficult spot to be in as a coach and also offensive coordinator whose, you know, job is on the line or at least uh, the reputation of your job is on the line. So I understood why they punted mm-hmm. in that in that you know in that and then also in hindsight it's easy to say like you should have went for it um just in in case just because if they didn't get it then you would have like that's dumb to get it but if you go get it you're like exactly um i don't want to ever have to be in that situation yep not even in madden
0: oh really okay
1: i don't take those chances
0: (laughs) um yeah I'll, i'll throw a seven on it just because i honestly it's mostly it's ptsd where it's like, oh, first drive punt. Oh, no, here it comes. They're about to go down the field. This is, this is the beginning of all this happening. And so it's probably not like a rational response. But that was my response. Is like, oh, no, here it goes. And then when Cal scored the first points, um, that's, that's next up on the list. I'll, I'll even say that was only like a five for me. I was like, okay, a field goal. You can come back for that. They, they were moving the ball right, But it was that
1: first punch just got me. I'll give that about a seven. Just because I feel like this is a team that has to play with the lead. When they go down, like I just don't feel like they are in yeah. the offense that can get back. So when you see another team um actually score on you or get some points on the board, I think they just hang their hats because they're like, We tried so hard and now like that that three to zero looks like it's just too much for us to overcome. Um so whenever a team scores first on CU, that's why I like when CU starts with the ball, because if if they score I feel like they're like a, a team that can play with the lead a little bit better, mm-hmm. but when they, when they're, you know, behind, that's when I think they second guess their decisions or not wanting to get blown out or not wanting to make those same type of mistakes. So I'll, put, I'll give that a seven.
0: Okay. Um, let's, let's hit two more of these. Uh, will just go with the next Buffs possession. You know, the, the Cal goes up 10, zero. They, they get the touchdown. um, And then the Buffs are basically in the same situation they were in on the first drive where they're close to midfield. It's fourth and one. Um, They they pound the ball right up the middle, get stuffed. It's a turnover just barely on Cal's half of of the field. Um, But, again, they're facing a 10-0 deficit at that point. How are you feeling, Dev? It's
1: a nine because it's an insurmountable lead in their their opinion, in their mind. We didn't go for it the first time because you guys didn't think that we could get it. Then we go for it, and we actually did not get it. And now the momentum is already their way. It's already 10-0, and now they're going to get the ball again. So we put our defense in a very tough spot. The defense, there has to be some frustration with, like, the defense. Like, hey, you guys are putting this in, you know, we're a bend-don't-break type of defense that's been, you know, trying our hardest. But at some points we're going to get scored on, and we have been seeing that lately. So I feel like that's a lot higher just um, on the timing and also just knowing that this is a team that – you know, not physically broken, but like I feel like I'm um, like most emotionally broken or at least um, unstable because they just they haven't seen um, a lot of things go their way throughout mm-hmm. the year. Um, and then you're going against a team that you really did feel like you had a chance, but then they go out on a quick lead or take a 10 0 lead. And now, how do you come back from that? So I, I'll give that a little bit higher.
0: Okay. Let's, uh, let's throw one more out there. Um, it's the end of the game. It doesn't really matter, but. Buffs block a field goal. Mark Perry picks it up, runs the end zone. Would have made it 26 to or 23 to 10, assuming they make the extra point, but gets called back because of a penalty. Wouldn't it really matter? There's like 6 minutes left, 7 minutes left, something like that. But uh how would that how that one feel?
1: I would give it a 7. Um at that point, it was just a wacky like sequence of like plays in a row. Um Cows mm-hmm. touchdown got called back. Then you go for the field goal. You block it and you return it to the house, which, you know, they really, you want your defense to be the one that's scoring. And that also puts them in a situation where they're like, hey, the offense can't put points on the board. We can, and we have been um, as of late. So that is something that, like, you you could actually, like, stick with or they could put themselves in a situation where we've been doing what we have to do. Also, we're not going to get stops every single time, but we're going to try to help you guys out. Now you guys, like, scratch my back. Um, So I feel like that would be, like, a seven-ish. I don't feel like, you know, that would have changed the outcome of the game in any way Mm -hmm. whatsoever, but at least the defense could go into it and say, yeah, that's the second straight game that we're scoring points um, when the offense really isn't.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I'm right there with you. Um, Wouldn't have really mattered, but it would have been really nice to have gotten that. Um, We've got a lot more to talk about. (laughs) including, uh, who is to blame for all of this? And there, there are some options. It might take a while to talk through all of them. Um, but while we do that, I am happy that I have this, uh, seltzer, the, good company seltzer. It's a uh, black cherry come from our friends over at Brackenridge brewery. And they're just so good. Um, I got a big one. This is the 19 ounce one and Honestly, I might need another one after this. might hang out, watch the Avs game, get another one of these big-ass seltzers um, because they are really good. Uh, Breckenridge makes all sorts of good stuff, whether it's the seltzers, whether it's the beers. Dev, you're you're a Porter guy?
1: Vanilla Porter.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Vanilla Porter Jr.?
1: Vanilla Porter Jr. Does
0: he have to put together a little bit better performance to get that?
1: Yeah, not, there's probably no way that he drinks Vanilla Porters. Pro- oh, that's a, yeah. probably a tough one. It's like McDonald's with uh, LeBron. Uh,
0: uh-huh, That is yeah. true. There's no way LeBron's eat McDonald's. It doesn't make sense. I should sponsor McDonald's. Or no, they should sponsor me. Yeah, because
1: you definitely eat McDonald's. I eat so much McDonald's.
0: <laughs> I eat so much McDonald's. Um. But what I do more is drink the awesome things that Breckenridge Brewery provides for us. Uh, You can check it out. If you want to go down to Littleton, they have the farmhouse down there. A whole bunch of great food will absolutely be worth the drive. And you can pick up Breckenridge beers and seltzers and all that wherever you buy your alcohol. But if you want to be sure, use the beer locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. It'll tell you exactly where to go to get your hands on the best stuff in town. Uh, Also, DraftKings. Sports book. Um, I think I'm, I'm on track to make a little bit of money tonight. I think I have got two games left in this parlay. It was a little bit conservative. Um, what is this? I had the Ole Miss Money Line, which was minus 365, uh, Oregon money line, which was minus 105. That was the most aggressive bet. Um Oklahoma State plus 13. They uh covered that easily. That was minus 220. I just bought all these down because I had a 25% boost on any five-leg parlay in college football. And I was like, well, let's let's make sure that we give this a real chance. And uh, now I just need USC plus 13.5, Utah plus three. Both of those are minus 200 or, or more likely to happen. If I do that, turn 10 bucks into $96. It's a nice, nice little thing to have going on in the background all day. Um, and there's all sorts of different opportunities uh, to, to bet through DraftKings where you want to bet college football, basketball, hockey, pro football, um, and right now if you bet on the nfl you can pick any team to win if you're a new user put five dollars on them and if they win you get two hundred dollars in free bets it's a great deal that's what a hundred no that's 40 40 to one odds what more could you ask for um so definitely get on that if you're a new user and if you if you're not a new user you, you know what awesome things are in store. So just keep taking advantage. Um, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code DNVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, um blame game. we've We've talked through the key events here.'re we're, we're on the same page there. Um, but big
1: picture, what went wrong today, Dev? I mean the first uh, the first like set of blames I'm gonna give out. Mm-hmm. it has to go to the offensive line. They're, like they they set the tone like when you start out the way that they did and also just throughout the game. Um, allowing the team feel like they could dominate you and get to your quarterback who's already mm-hmm. um having a tough year um stop your running you know running game um and, and also on top of the blame game this is something that Carl has been talking about since you know the second game of the season this is not like anything that is new he said mm-hmm. that they're having issues with the the front you know the front seven um they're having issues with the line and just trying to get them to get anything going so um I have to place blame on the line. Somebody has to step up um, and just hold guys off. Just give their their team an opportunity. Um, allow Lewis to have some time to be able to throw the ball and get his guys open where he's not holding it for too long.
0: I agree. Uh, I think that you look at a lot of the key moments in this game and you say the offensive line needed to be better there. You know, whether it was the, the fourth and one run, That they didn't pick up where they 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 absolutely just bet on their offensive line and say we can push you back. Jarek Broussard can take advantage of that. And say what happened is what they lost like four yards on that play. It's ugly. It's 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 ugly right now. And to to not give Brendan Lewis a chance after the game he came off of last week, I mean that's just rough. And there were a lot of plays, a lot of third downs in particular, were like, okay, Brendan, see if you can make something happen here. It was just over before he started. Um, you know, six sacks in this game. We've talked a lot this season about Brendan causing sacks. You know, making mistakes, holding the ball too long. Today, I think like five of those sacks are on the offensive line because they just got there so quickly. Um, it was ugly. It was really ugly, and it it makes you ask a lot of questions. Like how how does this get any better? Because it seems like there's there's a talent issue, there's I mean, absolutely a coaching issue. Things need to change. Things need to change. And if you have a bad offensive line, you're just not winning football games. It just isn't possible. Sure. For sure. Um, from there, though, I mean, the fact that they ran the ball right up the middle on that fourth and one... Knowing these circumstances, that is a bad decision. Um, I like this, the decision to go for it. I think you could have done it in that first drive too. But again, it, I I I'd probably go Darren Cheverini number two. Um, again, I know it's a tough job right now. I know that you know you have a freshman quarterback. You've got a bunch of a bunch of freshmen at the skill positions. You've uh, you've got an offensive line that's incompetent. How do you win games with that? I don't know. But you're still seeing things like that decision where you say, "Just why that? Like,
1: Can you not give him a better chance? Yeah, so um, with that, you just talked about um, the decision-making process, and that is something that I actually um, would have to give to Shevarini. You just talked about there being um, a freshman quarterback. You just talked about everyone knows that they're having offensive line issues um, this year, and they're deciding to go for it up the gut on fourth and one. Um, you've already, you know, you have these talented running backs and you're not trying to find a way to get them like in the open field and try to make, you know, explosive plays. You have a quarterback who's a better runner than he is a passer, but you're not seeing set up plays for him to try to get comfortable where he wants to, um, throw the ball a little bit more or try to get himself going. They're having all these conservative decisions on a quarterback that just really like he's a conservative quarterback, but he's built for explosive plays. You have situations where, um like I just don't I don't see how you got to this point, and you're still you know like putting yourself in those type of situations. So, um, you gotta like get to what makes your quarterback comfortable. If you're not going to bench him completely, then you have to like play around him because it all starts with him. The offense is not mm-hmm. getting going at all. if the if the quarterback's not getting going, then the running back can't get going. Then the receivers can't get in, into the game. So you are, you're basically already putting yourself in a situation where um, it's one-sided. You're putting the defense in a, a very difficult situation. So you already talked about coaching issues. So the coaching staff, that has to be um, number two for my blame game as well.
0: Okay, I like it. Just running through these drives for Colorado. First one, 23 yards, 25 yards, 24 yards, 18 11, 15, 4, 0, negative 1, 0. They just totally fell off. Those first few drives, they were competitive, and I don't know what happened. But after they scored points, things just got really ugly, and and it it sucks. Um, I guess number three will keep going. You know, it's tough to figure out where to put Carl Durrell in these ranking, rankings just because he is the head coach. Like, at the end of the day, it yeah. all does land at, at his feet. And, you know, these, these offensive linemen... There's offensive linemen. Sure. He's only been here. What? This is the second season. So it's not like he recruited a lot of those guys, but like Max Ray subbed in, in the second half at tackle, he got him out of the portal and, and Max Ray struggled as he has pretty consistently throughout the season is, as, as has a lot of that offensive line. And so I don't know that personnel wise, he could have found anything better. Like, I don't know how much blame he gets there in terms of the coaches. Like it's his staff. You know, I don't, Necessarily think that it was his choice to bring Darren Cheverini on as offensive coordinator back in the day. Um, I think there might have been some some pressure on him to to, to do that. Um, and so you look at these things, and it's like, so what specifically did he do wrong? I guess what you say is like they haven't changed anything.
1: Like yep, I'm there's glad, nothing that they've changed. I'm glad you ended it with that because that's the big thing about Darrell mm-hmm. right now is so, uh, in these post game conferences we didn't you know hear one for, from mm-hmm. him today but it's been a whole lot of um I wouldn't say excuse making because he's a he's not really a coach that makes excuses mm-hmm. but he does like kind of put you in a spot where he he takes blame for it but he also says like other things that are like having mm-hmm. issues and if we are seeing the issues and he's seeing the issues do something about those issues like yep. that's that's the situation that's the spot you're in as a head coach if something's not working shift it up like make some type of changes at least put some pressure on guys where they're going to have to step up or they're not going to be playing um you can't really get much worse uh, on the line so why not give the young guys some chances why not give some of those second you know you like just to see if they're going to want it a little bit more um put your second string quarterback in at times just to see if he could get it going or if he could take a chance um Call some plays that just like you know, I'm not sure what kind of conversations are being had, but ask Lewis, like what do you feel like doing like what can, can we do to help you a little bit more? What do you like, do you want to run the ball? Do you want to do more design plays for play action? Do you wanna you know, put yourself in a situation where um you could find something to, to to get yourself going in any way. I just feel like with them having nothing at all mm-hmm. um offensively Changes have to happen, and since I haven't seen one, you have to place blame on the head coach.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how does that fit into the rankings? I have no idea. But I mean, and what he says a lot of the time is like, okay, there were problems, and we have to work really hard to fix these problems. But I mean, what? It's two and five now, and it's probably time just to say it's not happening this year. And I, it's a tough place to be, you know, with five five games to go, five weeks to go. Um, I'll wrap this up. I'll say Brendan Lewis, obviously shoulders, some of the blame, um, today again, I just don't think he had much of a chance. I think that he, when he had time or in, in, even when he had time, a lot of it was because he bought himself time. Like he was able to escape the pressure. I thought he looked pretty good. I thought they made some plays. It's just that there were so many times where he didn't have a chance I'll th- I'll throw him in there. I don't know. You could go defense here too because that defense can't be giving out twenty three points to Cal in the first half.
1: Cal, 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 like that, Cal. That's the, That is that is tough. Um. Also, just to just you know give my touch on Brendan Lewis. Um. When we did see him take a chance, he looked uncomfortable taking it. That interception that he he threw um in the game. He had a guy that was there. He, you know, he, did. he didn't put it high enough. Yep. So that at least as a quarterback, you give your guy a chance and no one else. Mm-hmm. That one he gave two guys a chance. I feel like that could have been picked at two two different times. So, um, <laughs> yeah. He just has to get more comfortable um, in those type of situations where he's able to throw the ball, and that was with him having time. So I can't blame it on the 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 line. That's there. true. That's true. Holding the ball a lot.
0: Oh, and I'll throw out there, you know, there was, uh, I mean, Quinn Perry struggled. He got beaten coverage, one-on-one coverage like three times. And I don't think that that's his strength. I think that he's a downhill tackler as an inside linebacker, but he did get beat in coverage one-on-one a few times. And maybe that's more of a coaching problem, but you want to play man defense and you're going to match personnel. When the offense goes heavy, he's out there in man coverage against a tight end or a running back, it, it it didn't work today. And he made at least one mistake in the running game too. Um, and I don't know. I don't want to pick on Quinn Perry, but I don't know, if, if the defense struggled and it was just on every single play, somebody made a mistake. You know, Makai Blackman, there was one play where he blew his assignment, his one-on-one coverage turned into a first down. Um, who else even jumped out? Um there was there was the one where everybody just got lost up the sideline on the touchdown. Yeah. Just like Mark Perry was able to get over there, but it looked like rewatching it like four times, he was supposed to be playing the deep middle. And it's like Christian Gonzalez was on the outside there and he was was, playing man coverage uh, and he came across. There was a
1: guy in man, and there was also like it looked like half of the defense was in man, half of the defense was in zone. Um (sighs) the corner had the flats. And then there's just a guy that's just unaccounted for, and when the safety like realize it, it's too late. It's a touchdown. Yep. Um, you're going the other way, and now you're in a bigger hole.
0: Yeah, there was plenty of blame to go around, and I'm sure we missed things as always. Let us know in the comments in the chat what uh, what we missed because there's uh, plenty of things that we did miss. Um, now seems like a good time to uh, remind everybody that support for this podcast. Comes from our friends over at Manscaped, the leaders in male grooming. They have a fourth generation performance package absolutely changing the game right now, along with their refined body wash to round out your hygiene routine. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for their shower time routine by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code DMVR. They've got all sorts of great products, whether it is the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. uh, It's a 7,000 RPM motor, which means it's crazy powerful, but it comes with advanced skin-safe technology, so you know you don't have to worry about any nicks or scrapes or anything like that. Uh, You've got the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer. You've got the Crop Preserver ball deodorant, the Crop Reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, Travel bag, and all of that comes in the performance package 4.0. So definitely check that out. But check out everything they have on that website because there's a lot of good stuff over at manscaped.com. Again, you can use the code DNDR for 20% off and free shipping. It's a great deal. Okay, um, we're going to wrap things up here with uh, a little bit of positivity. Uh, we're going to get into helmet stickers first, though. Got to say, DraftKings, king of the game. We're going Mustafa Johnson. Honestly, there wasn't a lot of of options. And he's a guy who put up two tackles for loss. He had a sack. And he did all of that coming back from, you know, missing the first four or five games. What was it? Four games of the year. Just kind of slowly worked his way back. Seems like he's
1: back to me. Yeah. I mean, just having a tackle for a loss is a guy just wanting it more. Just putting sure. himself in a situation where he's um, just trying to make a play out there. Um, for him to have a sack and two tackles for loss, um, get himself involved. That's something that we haven't seen, um, in in a couple of weeks now. Um, so this is like, it has to be his best game since he's been back. And that's a good sight to see. Um, just because we know how talented of a, of a player he is and, um, the type of uh, energy he brings, um, the type of leader he is on that side of the field. So seeing him get into a rhythm, get himself going, um, to prepare for life after CU like it, it, just, it feels good.
0: All right. Um, also, so you guys have probably heard Carl Durrell didn't have like a, a press conference today. Um, Brian Howell was the only one of us who actually made the trip out to, to this game. Apparently there was something wrong with the room it was supposed to be in. So it wound up just being like a one-on-one because they can't like, they have to set everything up for the zoom call and all yeah. that stuff to get everybody in. So when there's a change, it doesn't work out um brian howell who i should say like boulder daily camera covers the team there um he's tweeted out a couple of quotes he said uh one thing was that uh brendan lewis according to carl played well today except for the interception uh said it was just unfortunate we didn't play well around him i think we're kind of on the same page there not me no. <laughs> no, no. Okay,
1: I, I can't get on that. I just can't back that. I just feel like every week uh, he's he's protecting him. Like at some point, you have to just like let him, you know, be the guy. He's mm-hmm. the starting quarterback in the Pac-12. He's your team leader in a sense. Not even not not if he's like an actual leader, but I mean he's a captain. Mm-hmm. But also he's the offensive guy that everything is built around. Yep. he finished with sixty nine yards. So I'm not sure how good of a quarterback that is, right? now. <laughs>
0: that's fair. That is fair. Um let's uh Demetri Stanley sat with a soft tissue leg injury, so that's why he wasn't out there. Um Jared Broussard wasn't injured. Bush just wanted to make sure Alex Fontno and Dion Smith got some carries. I'm against that. You've got a guy. You're only running the ball what? Uh outside of Brendan Lewis, you ran the ball nineteen times today. What? I mean, that's all got to be Jarek. And again, yeah. it's hindsight. They don't know that at the time, but jeez. Also, uh, offensive line. Uh, he said, I figured that at this point in time, we should have some of these things cleared up, but
1: apparently we're still struggling with doing some things. See, I, I love the fact that he's calling out those guys. Call, As, out, yeah. call out guys or at least put some pressure on them to understand. I mean, I, I do realize that, the offensive line also knows they're not playing well. They're giving up sacks. They're not. They know, had to have picked to, up on that yeah, today. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're picking mm-hmm. up. So do that's all across the board. Yeah, um, We're just, you know, trying to, like, let people know, like having those tough conversations. Um, a lot of coaches get to their players through those media sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know it's a, a, little, a little bit different at the college level. Um, you know, you're, you're talking to them more. You have your coaches that are, like, mm-hmm. straight for, you know, your position and things like that. But – Still, those are things that you just have to do, and um, like, be the leader that's calling out your guys and trying to put like put them in better situations.
0: You have any uh, helmet stickers you want to give out?
1: I just feel like each week, Nate Lambin. you just have yeah. to give it to him. Um, he he does his job. Like every single like play out there, he's he's doing his all. There's not many situations where you're saying, "Oh man, I wish Nate Lambin would have made that tackle. I wish yep. he would have." You know, there's not a lot of that. Um, and that's a uh, that's a leader. That's a guy that you could rally behind. That's a, a culture starter. Um, you need ten more like Nate Lambins, and, and you're going to be in good shape. So twenty one more. Yep, twenty one. <laughs> yeah, you, you're going to win a lot of games. <laughs> you are. And They're going to change your name to Alabama.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, like it's really tough to come up with anybody for these. I mean, what I mean, you start offensively? Brendan Lewis? No. Uh, the running backs. No. And you can make a case like Jarek producing the passing game had that nice catch. He ran the ball 11 times for 28 yards. That, you can't give him a helmet sticker. You look through the receiving stats. It's like, uh, I mean, first of all, we mentioned Jarek Broussard. Brady Russell had two catches for 18 yards. The receivers didn't really do anything. Like, no helmet stickers there. The offensive line, we've covered that. Uh, defensive side, <laughs> Mustafa's king of the game, so he's out of the way. I mean, Christian Gonzalez played all right, except that he... he I think he blew that coverage. I, I will give Christian Gonzalez a conditional helmet sticker. <laughs> yeah. If that was not his responsibility, yeah, he played a great game. If that was his responsibility, I mean, he gave up a touchdown, and this is a defense that should be holding this team to 10, 15 points. At a least big, that's what we a expect. A big
1: touchdown at a time that they really, really needed a yep. stop. So, yeah, a conditional one. If yeah. it wasn't on him, great game. Yep. You're out there trying your hardest.
0: Yep, and on that play, he was locked down on that receiver wasn't the one that wound up in my opinion probably being his responsibility but hey to to his credit he stuck to that guy but i mean who else do you even look to uh guy thomas had a tackle for loss it's a pretty quiet day still though carson wells had a tackle for loss sure I mean, you can give those guys home with stickers, i guess but i don't know you have anything else
1: losing 26 to 3 to cal um just just not bright spots it's just not no, a no, bright spot aren't. um so like helmet stickers like in the grand scheme of things like really don't mean much I mean you do want to have some type of bright spot some things to like look forward to and it makes sense for it to be Mustafa Johnson and, mm-hmm. and Nate Lemon because no matter what they really are gonna like put themselves in situations where it's not on them they're gonna try to Um, rally the team they're going to try to get everyone behind them but they're doing their job there needs to be more guys doing their job um, for this team to not even just turn the season around but to just try to end on like a a high note um, yeah to try to set the tone for next year um, to try to um, pick up you know some new guys like you know that are coming out of college and things like that, or to that are working hard to try to be put in this, like, situation where they're playing next year, um, you know, that are not on the field right now. So mm-hmm. I don't think that the, the sky has fallen um, at, at all. Um, but things do have to turn around. There has to be some change, and you have to do some shakeup. You have a, a coach that you just signed, you know, for, you know, the foreseeable future, so – you you you're already there. Why not make some changes there? You know what I'm saying? Since you're already there, give give things a try, at least to get the fan base back behind you, at least to get other guys the opportunity. Like I'm working hard, and I'm not you know playing. Like there's a lot of things, um, but you have to look within.
0: I agree, I agree. Four guy here. I came up with two more helmet stickers. Josh Watts, seven punts, three hundred and forty-two yards. Forty-eight point nine yards per punt. Two inside the twenty. Four of them fifty-plus yards. Let's uh let's give that man some props that's and hope time. there isn't another time that, to do that. that. Is big time. Also, Cole Becker one for one. Sure, why not? Today that's enough for a helmet sticker.
1: I mean, he's the he's the number one kicker in America. He's the Ice Man. The Ice Man.
0: All right, that's gonna do it for today. We'll uh, be back with the DMVR Buffs podcast all week. Next week, um, we'll we'll be talking about. Uh, Oregon. This'll be, this'll be fun.